Blog Talk Radio. Top Sports Radio Show. It is inside Big Mike with Robbie D getting the day off soon, taking a regularly off days as he doesn't like to. We are without our dear producer here again today, but there is a lot to get into. So much that we are adding an extra half hour to tonight's show and on, on the Monday show because we got special guest Jim Everett, Rams all-time passing yard leader, joining us over here. We have our golf inside pro Jackie McBottoms joining us today as Tiger Woods won the tour championship and we got the Ryder Cup coming up next week. We got a lot of football to discuss. It's a big week three. We're going to recap all that. MLB, this is the final week and we're going to touch on some boxing and UFC with a lot of big fights coming out your way. So, Mike, let's get into it. Let's start with the NFL. We got a game tonight. It's Monday Night Football. It is the Steelers with a whole lot of drama going on and they're taking on Pitts Magic and the 2-0 and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Vinny, the Buccaneers are going to win yet again. The Steelers are in a – they're in a mess. They're in a chaos. This is a disaster for the Steelers. Now it came out yesterday that they're looking and shopping Le'Veon Bell, and now you've got to go play a football game on a Monday night against the hottest quarterback in the league, <laughs> the two top receivers in the league. Are you kidding me? In Tampa Bay, the Buccaneers – and the, the line has been shifting, Vinny. The Buccaneers will win tonight. And uh, I'm on board with that as well. Uh, Robbie D begs a different. There's a lot of people who think the Steelers seem to actually play better when there's drama going on there. But this is kind of a must-win game for them. I agree. But the Tampa Bay Bucks and the Vegas odds really got me favoring on these guys. Because uh, you know what? I think this drama is finally just too much for the Pittsburgh Steelers. The whole Bell situation, Antonio Brown situation. Sure. Then with his age, uh, I think it's just too much and too much for them to overcome. I got the Tampa Bay Bucks going 3-0. and I completely agree with you. And I think the line is now two, uh, the last that I saw. I don't know. Do you have an update? I have a one-and-a-half. One I'd be surprised if it went down so, to two. I'm um, fine with that. Earlier in the week, the Steelers were the team given the points. Yes. They were a minus 125 money line, yep. and now they're an even pick at the money line. So that's uh, that's an interesting line switch, if you ask me. And you, I would thought – they think the whole public would be hammering the Pittsburgh Steelers here. I mean, you just look on paper on paper, the Steelers are the better team. So I read uh, the money is on Pittsburgh, but the ticket action is on Tampa Bay. So. Wow. Okay. Okay. According to this site, it's not the most reliable, my odds app. It looks like 68% are on uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. So that's quite a bit. That's a, that's a lot. Either but, way, um, Vinny, uh, I do love points to be scored tonight. Fantasy-wise, if you need a miracle one day, you could get it. Evans, I think, has a big game. Jackson, Fitzpatrick. Brown, I think, is really going to go off after his, you know, his little outburst and cry. And Big Ben, uh, Connor, there are so many playmakers in the game tonight, Vinny. I think that if you need a miracle, you're going to get one tonight. There are a lot of big playmakers, but this is where we defer because I'm sending out my free play right oh. now on tonight's Monday Night Football game. And boy, do I need a win because I sucked yesterday. <laughs> I had the worst weekend in the first three, four weeks of college and NFL right here. I need a big win. I'm going with that. Absolutely. Did you see the weather? Did you see the weather over there? It is absolutely 
scoring over there yes. in Tampa Bay. That's going to be a muggy field. I think everybody's expecting a lot of points, and that's why we're going to go under that 54.5. I mean, you're asking for seven touchdowns. You are. That's a lot of touchdowns. But over there. neither of these teams play defense. You saw the Saints light up this Tampa Bay team. You saw Pittsburgh hasn't stopped anybody yet. So it'll be interesting to see. I agree with you with the weather. We saw it yesterday. A lot of low-scoring games in bad weather and also good weather in Jacksonville. I don't know what the hell happened there. But um, I, I could see it slightly going under, but it's going to be close. It might be close, but I think everybody, when you look at it, the over is going to be the play. So I'm going with that under. I like the weather. as a lot of touchdowns to ask for. So there we Save go. The we got Robbie D. That's what you got to do, man. You really got to do it. Some people just don't have the heart to actually do it, but that's, that's, how, that's how it happens. That's how it works. Robbie D on the Steelers, me and Big Mike on the Tampa Bay Bucks, Monday Night Football kicking off. Fitz we'll magic. see if there's a delay. We're on Fitzmagic. And uh, if anyone saw Deshaun Jackson's attire, I took a picture of it. I put it on our Twitter. We're hoping if the Bucks win, he'll be wearing exactly what Deshaun wore. <laughs> Believe me, you won't be disappointed. So we'll see how that goes. All right, let's start off. Week three recap. Yes. Let's start off with that a, uh, NFC South matchup. Uh, their typical shootout, the Saints and the, and the Falcons. The Saints win this game in overtime. No tie this week. This would have been the game for the tie. Saints pull it out. Matt Ryan with an awesome day, shutting a lot of people up after that week one uh, dud that he laid against the So, a couple takeaways for me. The first one is Drew Brees. And anybody that last year said, uh, now they're a run-first team, and this isn't really Drew Brees' team. He just has to be there and be Alex Smith-like, not make mistakes. You're dead wrong, because Drew Brees was a, that top-two quarterback we saw yesterday, Vinny. He was awesome, man. Rushing the ball and the spin move. I mean, he looked like a 20-something-year-old How quarterback. How did he not get taken down, man? Dude, he looked awesome. <laughs> I thought he was phenomenal. Um, Michael Thomas is the best wide receiver in all of the land. Uh, Calvin Ridley, awesome. He went on a huge day out there. Yeah, and, I mean, you take uh, – that's awesome, Calvin Ridley, and anybody that actually owns him or started him. But if you're a Julio Jones owner, Vinny – you have to be frustrated, man. He threw how many, I think, five touchdown passes for Matt Ryan and not one of them to Julio Jones. Yep, and what else is new? Like you say, Julio Jones is allergic to the end zone. He yes. had a big play. If uh, He actually wasn't on the throne. He might have been able to connect yes. on that big yes. over there. But either way, he actually wasn't on the sidelines. But it was Calvin Ridley's day. Uh, Muhammad Sanu said before the game that he looked really great, and he certainly did look great. It paid off. Uh, any worries about the Falcons now dropping the Saints? I feel like that was a must-win game for each of these teams. Not really a must-win, yeah. but – you want to be ahead of each other in that tight division. More worried about the defense because they lost another safety to a torn Achilles. Um, you already lost Neal. You lost Deion Jones. And then it is Ricardo Allen towards Achilles. So now down two, two of your safeties are down and it's heading into week four. So it's just a banged up defense. Uh, he looked awesome yesterday. That was nice to see. But I'm very concerned about most of these games now with them, Vinny, especially the home games, becoming a shootout, and I don't know if the defense can get the stop. And Mark Ingram will start his last game of suspension next yeah. week. New Orleans are taking on the New York Giants. Atlanta, they're staying home for the Cincinnati Bengals next week, and that's those teams' matchups. We're going to move on over to the San Francisco 49ers and Patrick Mahomes, uh, Kansas City Chiefs. This guy throws three more touchdowns. That's 13 on the season already in yeah. three weeks of football. This guy's been absolutely stellar, showing that he is the real deal. You get, you, it's hard not to believe in him, Mike. But the bigger story, the bigger takeaway here, my boy, Jimmy Garoppolo. It looks like my Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> with a uh, non-contact torn ACL, and his 49ers are without him the rest of the year. It's horrible. First, it was Jarek McKinnon. Uh, then it looked like it was Matt Breda for a little while. He came back, and then it was Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, Richard Sherman's going to be out a couple weeks, too, Vinny. He got hurt. This is a banged-up San Francisco team. The Garoppolo one hurts the most. They, um, Vegas came out with it and said that um, he is in the top 10 for 
spreads uh, for one player affecting a spread. That's how much uh, he means to the San Francisco team. It's huge, and it's devastating because we saw it. Right? He sucks, and um, it's just it's an unfortunate situation out there. Your running back, your quarterback both go down. I, I think at this point, a trade wouldn't even help them. A signing wouldn't even help them. I think it's more of just let's build on it. Let's see what we can accomplish, and next season has to be our season. You really have to. I agree with you. You can't really force it. Uh, that's the division that's going to go to the, the Rams. You know it. Right. So it's, at this point, you kind of just – it sucks. It's week three, and it's over with. But C.J. Bedhead, he's not going to win any games for anybody. He only beat the New York Giants last year. Right. We all know how their season went. So, unfortunately, to see Jimmy G go down in the San Francisco uh, hopeful – I had a lot of faith in that team this year. It looks like you're going to be a top five draft pick now, unless you unless you decide to make a move for a quarterback. We'll see, but I'm with you. I don't think they did do it. T.J. Brett, um, actually, he showed good chemistry with Marquise Goodwin. If you drafted Marquise Goodwin, I'm not too concerned. I think you have to downgrade Kittle, uh, anybody else out there. I think you have to Pettis, um, even Garcon. I think you have to downgrade all them. I still think Goodwin could be a serviceable uh, wide receiver three. As far as the running back game goes, Basically, it takes Alfred Morris out, you would think. Uh, you would think there has to be a lot more short passes to Brett right. catching back. I think that hurts Morris, uh, devastates his value completely. And on the other side of the ball, the Mahomes, one Mahomes touch where he scrambled, Vinny, he was phenomenal. He oh, was yeah. awesome. He has no problem throwing a Tariq Hill in triple coverage. You saw it yesterday. And Kareem Hunt, welcome to fantasy land. He had two rushing touchdowns. I'll say something. Kareem Hunt owners, I feel disappointed. I mean, he had two early touchdowns in that yeah. game, and he only had four. I was expecting a much bigger from home. But uh, back to Marquise Goodwin before we move yes. on. What a jackass did he look like when he was doing that celebration when they were down 17 points? He did that stupid little dance thing yeah, that everybody's yep. doing now. I mean, why do they think it's okay to do dances on the road when you're getting your ass kicked? I just never understood that. I think they look like complete morons doing that. And he's not the only one. It's all around the league. Yeah, it everybody is. does it. So I don't like it either. It would drive me nuts as well. If you're winning the game, fine. If it's a big touchdown and you tie the game, fine. But if you're losing, like you said, 17 nothing, and you finally just get on the board, you've been hurt, you just missed a week, it's your play of the season, you shouldn't be out there celebrating like it's that. It's his first touchdown he probably been wanting to do it the last three weeks, and they had it planned, and he couldn't wait to do it. But – like I said, I'm on board like, with you. On you that. look like a complete moron, and uh, I'm sure we'll see more people doing that as the season goes on. And Vinny, there already have been cries for Colin Kaepernick to come in and be the backup quarterback, oh, or maybe even the starting quarterback. <laughs> Here and we go. Colin Kaepernick has not played in a game for now what two years now. <laughs> They're going to bring in Tom Savage. It looks like for a tryout and see what oh, he has. That's but, a bad choice. <laughs> but all of these Colin Kaepernick, so this has nothing to do with where you stand and what his position is. He hasn't played quarterback now for two years. You can't just expect him to come in off the street, pick up the ball, and be ready to go. Right, and one thing's for sure, if that were to happen, not going to come in until, uh, you know, come on. it's going to be a second half of the year. At that point, it's, it's probably even too late. you got to pick somebody And he's suing the league. They're not going to bring him in. No one's going to put him No owner is going to take him when he's getting sued by the guy. That's I mean, that's just, let's be realistic here. It's not going to happen. We the, get, other, the other rumor, though, Vinny, sorry to cut you off there, Sam Bradford, what do you think of that? Oh, um to go out to San Francisco now that the starting quarterback I never liked over. Sam Bradford. I know Goon owns his jersey because he has the worst <laughs> jersey collection I've ever seen. That's a disgraceful closet that guy has. He has a Jimmy Clausen jersey, and that says enough right there. But, um, yeah, I don't know if that's the answer. But I mean, Sam Bradford, he's been involved in many trades. He's been a journeyman. It seems like – You take him over C.J. Brighthead? I, I of do. course. Me too. Of course I do. Of course I do. And uh, I guess it depends on the price tag because I know a lot of San Fran fans were really excited about the year. Yeah. So you want to keep them interested and uh, instead of – you know, tanking the year after. I hear you. John Gruden, not oh. off to a good start. Not at all. Who is off to a good start? 
the Miami Dolphins, the first place in the AFC East undefeated Miami Dolphins. Go out there. They beat the Raiders by eight points. Ryan Tannehill actually having a decent year for these guys. Yeah. And um, no running. Led the league and uh, he led the team in rushing. But uh, they're making big plays, the Dolphins. They're throwing it downfield and they're making some pretty good plays. The Dolphins edge out Gruden. What's going on here with the Oakland Raiders? I think a lot's going on, to be honest with you. I think that Khalil Mack traded back years, not just this season, years. I think that was dumb and horrible on their, uh, on their part. Um, and then there's just no consistency. Uh, Amari Cooper has that huge game last week on. Where was he? He wasn't there. Uh, two catches, what, 17 yards? Jordy was the big guy yesterday. Jordy finally back to relevance. 173 but, yards from Jordy Nelson. Uh, Vinny, they were able to move the ball. They were able to score. Marshawn Lynch, who we were both very high on, looks right. awesome. He looks he like does. a serviceable running back, too. He's actually catching the ball. Uh, they even have – Doug Martin has looked good, too. They have a run game. He's looking like a 15-week guy. Yes. Uh, if, if he gets a touchdown, he's yes. going to put up some really, really solid fantasy points. Cook hopefully. looks awesome at tight end. This defense stinks. They can't stop anybody. Nope. And you saw a lot of trickery out of those tricky Dolphins yesterday with uh, – what's his name? Throwing the touchdown pass. Um, I forget his name to Grant, right? Grant caught it. Just um, listen – First place, Miami Dolphins. That's all you have to say. And uh, that's the first place I'm not buying too much into. They beat the <laughs> Raiders, who are 0-3. They've got some problems. They beat the Titans in a nine-hour football game. <laughs> and then they beat the New York Jets against a rookie quarterback. So I'm not I'm not banking in too uh, hard on the three the Dolphins. Dolphins. No, I'm not. And who do they play next week? The New England Patriots. The New England Patriots, who uh, have lost two games in a row. And I know we have some strong feelings for that game, but we're going to get into that a little bit later. Let's move on to the absolute biggest shocking moment of the day. Oh, my God. The Buffalo Bills. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. They win 27-6. to I don't think the Vikings crossed the 50-yard line until there was like three minutes left in the third quarter. I mean, absolute dud by the Vikings. They laid a complete egg against the Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen didn't look too bad. 15-22, 96 and a touchdown. He hurdled a defender. I saw the hurdle. That was something over there. Chris Ivory, he got a lot of touches. He didn't do too he much had of a it, long But he catch. had a big catch yeah. that made his fantasy relevant yes, for sir. anybody who uh, platooned him in as your starting lineup. But this was a very, very bad loss for the Minnesota Vikings. What do you take out of this game? Um, it was shocking. It was the third biggest upset Vegas-wise in the last couple of years. In uh, Minnesota, Mike. Yeah, 16 and a half spread. We all know what that close. building's like. They were almost everybody's survivor pick. You're right. And to go into that building to face the skull um, and then to just do what they did, it was unbelievable. The game was over. Within the first seven minutes, it was 14, uh, 10-0, and then it went 17-0. Kirk Cousins looked horrible. He had no time to throw. Thielen had a huge day, but it didn't matter. Latavius Murray, who was everybody's DFS steal, stopped. And the biggest news, Vinny, out of this is Dalvin Cook now said it went from I'm playing Thursday to now I think I'm playing Thursday, and that's against the Rams. And um, I must say Latavius Murray, Rob's draft pick, uh, I was expecting much better things from this guy. And I thought they were going to be running the ball the whole game because they had a lead. They were trailing so early, 17-0 after the first quarter at home. Uh, Kirk Cousins. He threw, what, it was a 55 times, 40 for 55, didn't even get 300 yards. It was horrible. The $30 million man. For someone who looks so good against Green Bay in Green Bay, yep. comes home and lays a dub like that because that's what he is. He's a mediocre quarterback who is not great, but he has, that his, I don't days. Agree with. He has his good days. He's no. just not an everyday I'm a good guy because if he was, he would have beat the Buffalo Bills. He's a good quarterback. He just no, he's, a, he's in a good situation. They overlooked this game. They did. They overlooked the Thursday night to the Rams and what should be two powerhouse teams. And they overlooked the Buffalo Bills, who went in there with a chip on their shoulder and just dominated the ball from first 
to the fourth quarter. Do the Bills have another win in them against an NFC North team? They're going, They're in Green Bay now. No. Plus 10. Can they cover? I, and Green Bay is coming off the loss. I, I'll lay the 10. Yeah, I think I'm with you there. But uh, definitely a big shocker by the Bills and the Vikings. They're on that short week, and it's not against an easy team. It's, no, it's against not. those Rams, who you could arguably say is the best team in football. They're so, the most complete team in I football. agree with that. I agree with that 100%. There's a lot of praise to go out to that team over there in L.A. Philadelphia Eagles and the Colts. This game, as a Giant fan, absolutely blew my mind that the Philadelphia Eagles are 2-1 and one after playing three crappy games. They pull out two wins. Um, blows my mind. Carson Wentz comes back. He has an opening drive touchdown. But that was really it. He didn't really do too much after that. There was a really, really crappy weather game. Um, big take I take out of this. Andrew Luck not throwing the Hail Mary at the end. The Colts had a chance to win this game, but they got the ball back. Last play, they put in Brissett for Hail Mary. I think that says a lot about your boy's arm and Andrew Luck. He's not my boy. He'll never be my boy. So <laughs> let's get that straight. Andrew Luck is 31st in yards per pass attempt, and he's completing 5% of passes 20-plus yards. So anybody out there, Rob, anybody out there <laughs> saying he's healthy and he's fine, you're completely wrong. There's clearly something missing there. He's going to be a short yardage guy. You're looking at the next Alex Smith without a deep opening. That's what you're looking at. I think you're on to something. I was on the Rob train now. I think I'm slowly drifting to you because I just made fun of Kirk Cousins for throwing 55 times with 40 completions, not getting 300 yards. Andrew Luck threw 40 times, and he didn't even crack 200. 164 for Andrew Luck. Yeah, it was it was. But listen, I with all of my negativity towards Andrew Luck, I have no problem with putting Jacoby Brissett in for the hail mary. The Giants used to do it with the hefty lefty. Jared Lorenzen has gone out there. before instead of Eli because had the big not because Eli Manning had arm surgery and didn't throw no, a ball for over but, a year. but still if somebody has a stronger arm I have no issue with going out there to throw the Hail Mary none whatsoever the Indianapolis Colts they're uh, back at home they're taking on the Houston Texans who are desperate for a win Texans after seeing the Jacoby Brissett come in for that Hail Mary you know you got to play Andrew Luck where you dare him to beat you deep you have to you oh have you to. load up man you absolutely have to yes. and I think you'd do that by them bringing him in for the Hail Mary <laughs> When has Andrew Luck never been able to make a throw like that? I, I know. His whole career he has until yesterday. Starting to get exposed. Because he exposed. Yeah. Now I'm Team Mike. Rob, I'm off your bandwagon. I am Team Mike. As far as the other side, uh, I saw from Carson Wentz, I saw a scared quarterback. I saw a nervous quarterback. I saw very uh, conservative. Yes, somebody whose throws were just off, which was not like him. But you have to also remember, he doesn't have Alshon Jeffrey. He's got Jordan Matthews, who was just brought in off the street right. uh, You know, with his injury. Aguilar is a okay media uh ochre talent people like he's missing J- I don't uh, he's missing Jay Ajayi um Arts was finally back to relevance Corey Clement who was I think my that's who I picked to be a that's what I was going to get into I, Garbage. I he let a lot of people down as well he had an opportunity to really be the guy yeah. especially with how cautious they were yep. with Wentz and he he let an egg too Smallwood well, stepped up and looked like the better runner yesterday so anybody holding Corey Clement in fantasy Welcome to Dropville. <laughs> You're dropping Clement. There's oh, a yeah. lot of people who really oh, like the yeah. guy, and I think he definitely failed in his opportunity to really uh, put up some huge fantasy numbers. And I just want to – you know, you preach, Vinny, that any bet that you put out, you bet yourself. Correct. Anybody that I tell you to start, I start myself. <laughs> there so you in go. my DFS, I had Corey Clement. And when we get to the New England game, I preach start Chris Hogan. Chris Hogan <laughs> and his three points were in my lineup list. And night. I'm not going to lie, I uh, started all three of our guys. I started Murray, Rob, I started Clement, and I started my guy, Will Fuller, guy that so I ended up you. doing it. Yep. And uh, I love that matchup, even though it was kind of garbage time points for him. But yes. uh, we'll get into that game later. Washington Redskins and the Green Bay Packers. This is an interesting NFC North. It really is, these teams, after this week. Green Bay loses to the Redskins at home. The Redskins uh, lost week two. Who did they play week two? Do you remember? It the was Redskins. a bad game. 
It's a bad loss for the, them. Um, the Colts, wasn't it the Colts? Oh, it was the Colts. Yeah. yeah, that's a bad loss for them. But they come out and they beat Aaron Rodgers, who yeah. is 100%. He wasn't the great Took Aaron Rodgers. He did take a big hit, but so did Alex Smith, yes. where it was questionable whether it was a dirty or clean hit. And it's the third week in a row. It's been Clay Matthews who goes in there, and this one was bad. This one was really bad. It was a lot worse than last week, which was bad. Uh, you got the clip over I there. Do, let's yeah. let's listen to Clay Matthews on the hit. Well, obviously, I don't agree with it. Again, um, you know, whereas last week I thought they did it, you know, they hit, hit, hit the quarterback correctly, um, hit him to the side again, wrapped him up. Um, and, and you see, as soon as I hit the ground, you see me trying to pull my hands out. Um, you know, obviously, when you're tackling a guy from the front, you're going to land on him. You know, I, I, don't, I understand the spirit of the rule. I said that, uh, you know, weeks prior. But um, when you have a hit like that, that's a football play. I even, I, went in, I even went up to Alex Smith after the game asked him, you know, what do you think? You know, what can I do differently? Because that's what can I do differently? Um, and, of course, you know, I said last week, I was going to come back to put my you know, body on him. You know, but that's a football play. I hit, I hit him from the front, I hit across, wrapped up. I've never heard of anybody attacking somebody without any hands. Uh, <laughs> when he gives himself up, as soon as you hit him, your body weight's going to go on. But, you know, I think we're looking for the hits, you know, that, that – uh, you know, that took Aaron out last year. A little extra. So that's that's basically the He's key. 100% right. Oh, he is. He's 100% right. On, and he man. did ask Alex Smith, and Alex Smith had his back 100%. He's like, yeah, that was not a penalty. He didn't hit him with the helmet. He didn't take him <laughs> off his feet. That call yesterday is one of the worst calls I've ever seen in I football. agree. I agree 100%. I thought last week's on Cousins was really bad, and that ended up costing the Packers yeah. the game. They could have won that instead of tying. And uh, this week was even worse. It's actually even worse, and Alex Smith agreed. Uh, but back to the game outside of that, three weeks in a row, Clay Matthews. Is he going to go for a fourth? No, I mean uh, – Is he a liability now? <laughs> no, he's not a liability. <laughs> he, uh, he's not a liability. He's not the top linebacker he once used to, but he's still a linebacker. He's been robbed of three sacks this year. I mean, <laughs> the one yesterday is atrocious. Yeah, that was Absolutely bad. atrocious. I don't know what else you could do. That was as clean as it gets. Um and positive news for the Redskins, Adrian Peterson, big day again, over yeah. 100 yards and two touchdowns. Is this going to last? Uh, he's in a walking boot right now. They have a – so he thinks he's going to be okay. I think they get the Saints after the bye. So uh, the way the Saints D has been playing, it's a pretty decent matchup, actually. So uh, no problem with that. I think it is going to last. They have nobody else, to be honest with you. So <laughs> as long as he, they can put him out there, he's going to have the first and second downs, and Chris Thompson's going to be the third down. He hasn't had strong second halves, Adrian Peterson. He's only gotten older, but he is a freak of nature, that guy. And um, we'll I mean, see. you sell high if you can, of course. Yeah, we'll see. That's a that's an old Redskins offense with some people on there that are just you know up in age that've been here for a long time. Yeah. And uh, Peterson's gonna play like this. He makes them somewhat legit. So good win by the Redskins. They get their second of the year. As far as the Packers go, Aaron Jones was the best running back for them yesterday. He uh, back from the suspension needs to be owned in every league. Seven now. yards a carry. Yeah, he looked awesome. He eventually will be the guy. And if you can get an Aaron Rodgers running back, I mean, at this point in Tennessee, getting into week four, uh, you know, you have to add him. And it was a big day for the Carolina offense. We move on to the Panthers and the Bengals. The Bengals get their first loss of the year on the road in Carolina. Cam Newton, four touchdown day. But it was a big day for my boy, Christian McCaffrey, yeah. who I think just got his first game over 100 yards rushing. Not total yards, rushing, I think. I don't know if that's true, but I'm pretty damn sure. Uh, and it was a big day. It was 184 on the ground for McCaffrey with four touchdowns in the Panthers. They looked like they were clicking on all cylinders. Yeah, and 
listen, there was a lot of positives from the Panthers, Vinny, but there was a lot of negatives from the Bengals, and it looks like they're really going to miss Joe Mixon. That's a huge yeah. loss. A.J. Green got hurt yesterday, ended up leaving something with uh, his hamstring, I thought it was, right? Uh, he left. Boyd is going to be the number two receiver. He leads the team in targets. It's not going to be Ross, who you spent this high pick on. The Red Rocket did not look good. Um, the defense did not look good. And on the other side of the ball, you're right. McCaffrey finally, you know, I don't want to say finally because he's had good games, but yeah. he really put it all together. Cam Newton is still showing you why he's a top quarterback in football and, carries. and yeah. fantasy football, uh, right. Cam Newton. And all the hate for Devin Funches, he's emerging as a low wide receiver one in uh, fantasy football. Uh, I think this, uh, this is his first week here, but um, he did manage 900 yards last year with Greg Olson out. So that obviously helps. I think he had a decent week last week too, though. I don't. I don't think he did. Check it out. We don't have our producer to go and do that for us, unfortunately. Yeah, he well. doesn't like to come here anymore, Mr. Goon. Does that surprise you? But um, Gio Bernard, I think a lot of people went out there and picked him in fantasy. I yep. picked him up, and I think he let a lot of owners down as well. Uh, so far, just right here, his three weeks. The first week, Dallas seven point, in a PPR seven points. Week two, fourteen point seven. That's not bad. Right, week two. Okay. And then yesterday, sixteen point seven. Bye, and then the Giants. All right. We'll see how Mr. Serviceable, man. Not Maybe not wide receiver one, wide receiver two. Uh, I would say wide receiver three. Serviceable. Oh, come on. <laughs> I'll go as wide receiver three, but I, I have a little hate on Funchy. Big shock in this game, too. The Jacksonville Jaguars, they beat the New England Patriots, and then they lose to the Tennessee Titans. Um, pretty ugly game. Not a lot of yards accumulated in this one. Very defensive, six to nine. Neither team cracked double digits. Um, any thoughts on this game? It was just an ugly game and an ugly loss. It was horrible. It was absolutely horrible. The leading receiver was TJ Yeldon. So in fantasy, he was decent. He's not good. <laughs> uh, if they don't have Fournette, they don't have an offense. That's basically what it comes down to. And Fournette missed again. Um, I, again, more negative from Jacksonville than good from Tennessee. And I know uh, they knocked out Gabbert with a concussion and Mariota came in and they didn't want that. They didn't expect that. He can't grip a ball still. Did a decent job, enough to get a win. I think we're underestimating this Titans defense, though, Vinny. I think this Titans defense is very underrated and pretty solid. Are they fantasy willing to be owned? I think you have Are to. Are they worthwhile? With bye weeks coming up, yeah, I definitely think you have to take a look at them, sure. All right. Uh, I'll tell you what, I just picked up the Chargers defense. I don't know why they were dropped. I, the Joey Bosa factor. Yeah, but um, scary you know Rams. what? They're, they're playing the San Francisco 49ers next and week. And now you like and them. And now up. I love them, love them, love them yep. in that fantasy matchup. So if they're out there, they were available in two of my three leagues, maybe you could go up there and get that. And before you get to the next game, I'd just like to take uh, a uh, Blake Bortles, my God, 21 <laughs> of 34 for 155. If there was ever a team that should have looked to acquire Teddy Bridgewater, you're looking at them. Mm. Well, the Jags seem to like their guy. And when you get into the AFC Championship, even though you can say it wasn't him, they, you usually stick with that guy. When Bortles leaves, I can't wait to hear what Jalen Ramsey really thinks about Blake Bortles. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he has plenty to say about that. But you'd have to think, if they upgraded a quarterback in any way, I, I think Bridgewater will run a great Jacksonville offense I agree over there. With you. I agree with you there. But uh, Bortles is their guy. Unfortunately, that's the way it is. And uh, maybe oh. that's the difference of a team going to the Super Bowl or not. But uh, moving on, the Baltimore Ravens and Denver Broncos. My Broncos really let me down in this I one. I love this. I was on them, too, though. I teased them up, too. They didn't cover that either. It was a tough loss for me over there. My boy Case Keenum did not look good in his no. first road game with the Denver Broncos. And Royce Freeman finally got a touchdown. What's going on with the Broncos' back situation? Well, that touchdown was because Lindsey got ejected for throwing punches. So <laughs> Royce Freeman was really fortunate for that. If you had started Lindsey, it sucked. If you started Freeman, you got lucky. Um, you're right. Case Keenum did not look good. Vinny, 192 yards with a pick. 
I think he's banged up. I really do. He missed a, a day of practice during the week. I think he's just hurt, but you know, he's the new guy with a contract for the team and he's the quarterback. You can't miss a game. And I think you really saw that the Ravens defense at home. Vinny always plays well anyway. So he, he went into a kind of a tough spot. Uh, Demarius Thomas was the emerge for the receivers. Emmanuel Sanders though, in fantasy had the long touchdown run. The Denver Broncos were also robbed of a punt uh, block that was for a touchdown. Oh, yes, they were. It was called for a uh, the, the block in the back on a, on those is just stupid horrible. Penalty. Stupid penalty. That, that's horrible. a game changer right there. But again, you take what you take away from this game is the Baltimore Ravens still suck. Yeah, and they also the Ravens had a uh, pick six called back for a block in the back. The yes. interception yes. counted, but that would have been a they, this game would have been a lot game, uh, yeah. a lot bigger blowout than it was. Flacco was serviceable, and the Broncos they just didn't look too good. Denver. Um, got off to that nice 2-0 and start. You know I love Keenum. Now they go back home, but it's against Mr. Mahomes. Let's, yeah. So let's see how that works out over there. But if, um, Going forward, though, what do you think of the Denver Broncos? I still like them. I think they're going to be a, a force eight, at eight home. Eight or nine? And, yeah, probably like nine yeah, and seven yeah. around there. I think they're going to be a force at home, maybe not this week. If they're giving up 27 points to Joe Flacco, right. I don't care if they're home. Patrick Mahomes, Mahomes could throw for seven again. Mahomes could do that against them. So we'll see. But, uh, yeah, I still like them going forward. You're right about Keenum being banged up. And Allen certainly needs to be owned in all fantasy leagues because he's getting the goal line back, not uh, Alex Collins. Allen is becoming a very serviceable uh, running back, a nice flex play. I don't like that. I have Alex Collins in one of my leagues. I hated my running backs. I had him and Carlos Hyde. Allen's dealing the goal line work. Absolutely hated it. And, yeah, Collins has not lived up to what I think he was supposed to be. I thought he was going to be the only guy, too. I think there was going to be a committee in Baltimore. So, uh, Good start for Alex Collins owners. Now let's move on yes. to our yes. one. No, 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 no. <laughs> Don't say our because you and Rob took the Texans and I was the only one riding the Giants. Uh, so okay. don't say ours. That's say true. yours. That's true. But I had a little, I just want to reverse psychology a little bit as well oh, okay. because I was so confident in them against Dallas. So I wanted to be <laughs> so unlowly confident in them in Houston, which makes me even extra giddy today because they actually got the win and they actually looked pretty damn good. Pat Shermer has earned a lot of respect in my book for the benching of Eric Flowers, who we are now 1-0 in the Eric Flowerless era of New York Giants. And it needed to be done. And listen, Wheeler going up against Watt, I thought the kid played pretty good. I really did. I thought he, he did. I thought he was his own until the fourth quarter. Watt got a little loose there. And, he did. And started getting One of them was line. a complete jump that no lineman yeah. would have uh, yes. hit him. You cannot let the clock jump to a one right. on the road with a – Defensive line with J.J. Watt on. Right. You can't do that. But I thought so. the kid played well. I thought the whole line as a whole played well. And I thought, Vinny, I was nervous about the defense. I didn't think the defense had played that well and was getting uh, too much credit. The defense looked good. Um, very impressive. But I, I don't have that beaming confidence and, and uh, yippee like you do. Um, <laughs> that what? That <laughs> yeah. I, I am still – I don't know if it was all Deshaun Watson, Vinny, because we have not seen Deshaun Watson play a good game yet, and that's what makes me nervous. Was this more of a bad Deshaun Watson, or is this more of a Giants that gave Eli time and was able to turn the uh, turn the corner? They definitely gave Eli time, and he showed you what he could do. He yep. only had four incomplete passes on 29 attempts, uh, almost 300 yards, three yards shy. He got Odell involved. Yes. He got Sterling Shepard involved early, which Thank really you. opened up everything. Thank you. Good day for him. He had the clinching uh, – Touchdown, a humongous reception yep. by Barkley, who also scored on the ground. The guy looks everything he's yeah, done we, up to big. Can we take a pause for now for everybody hating the, the Barkley pick? I mean, it's, you're seeing what this kid can do. And all three weeks, he had a good he had a good game. The this catch guy, at the end of the game was he does it all. He does it all, and that's not an easy catch. No. That was not an easy catch that he went up there and grabbed. The question is, are the Texans this bad? 
And um, are the Giants this much better with the blocking now? We got to see if they can keep up the blocking. And we got to see if the Texans, I mean, they gave up a lot of yards. But they had two turnovers in field goal range, and they held them to field goals many times yeah. during this game. Besides their garbage touchdown in the end, there was only a one other touchdown. So, and you're missing Eli Apple. Well done. You're missing Olivier Vernon, who you think you're both going to get contributions from. This was a very good game on the road, 0-2 against another desperate team. A complete game by the New York Giants, I'd like to say. Yes. And I really think they rallied around the benching of Eric Flowers. And we all made fun of Pat Shermer's interview with Mike Francesa. Do you think he had an idea all week that he was going to do this and just didn't want to tell anybody? Oh, Because yeah. he waited till game day he to knew. do it. And I think that really fired up this team. Because they said Wheeler, Wheeler took most of the first uh, team snaps in uh, during the week. So I think the team knew, he knew, and he just wasn't going to tell anybody. And he shouldn't. I agree with you. I have he no problem with I look forward to the interview tomorrow now. With yeah. Him. So uh, a big win for the Giants. They're going to be home now against the New Orleans Saints. Not going to be easy. Like I said, they give a lot of yards to the Texans. You know right. they're going to give up a lot of yards to the Saints. They're going to need the but first Vinny, turnovers. But, Vinny, that Saints defense is not – no. The same oh, no, 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 no. They've taken, they didn't take just one step back. They've taken five steps oh, back, yeah. which I don't think makes any sense considering they only drafted to get better and they didn't lose anybody. That is so, a bad defense. The Giants, they're going to need to put up at least 27 again on yep. their home uh, field over there. But um, we'll see how that goes. Unfortunately, no Evan Ingram now. He's going to be out yeah. a couple of weeks. Sprained MCL. Vinny, the most impressive thing also for me was that fourth quarter where uh, I think a team like last season might have lost that game. And Eli marched them down the field, got them in field goal range. Instead of going for the field goal, they went for the Aggressive. field, stepped on the throw, and scored the touchdown. Yep. They took the risk of uh, stopping the clock Love instead it. of just playing it safe and having an eight-point lead and yep. letting them go the whole field, trusting the D. They ended the game right there. Beautiful, aggressive. Shermer really got a lot of respect for me. It's a week-to-week league. Like I said, Let's go! Let's we go! We win, and we're all happy. Yes. I got a week of happiness now. I finally have a smile on my face. Yippee! <laughs> and uh, if it was the Saints, I'm sure I'll be miserable and mopey again like I was uh, the first two weeks. I hear you. But uh, Battle of L.A. Yeah, awesome game. Chargers and the Rams. Yes. A lot of points. Uh, a lot of highlighted players in this game. Uh, the Rams, they just get the job done. This team is just, like you said, very complete. Yes. Very complete team. They have it all. They're great defensively, offensively, blocking the lines, everything. They're just great. Uh, they go out there. They win 35 to 23. So many weapons. You're watching Cooper, huge weapon. Robert Woods, Brandon um, Cooks, Todd Gurley. There are so many weapons on this team. Another 30-point week. Um, and the defense, Marcus Peters is going to miss a couple weeks now. He's banged up with a high ankle sprain. So Khalid, too. Yeah, he's hurt also. Khalid so might miss Thursday night. You're starting two corners against the desperate Viking team now, you would think. So that's with interesting. Two corners. Yes. Um, my takeaway is more, the Chargers looked awesome. They really did. They were in a no-win situation going up against a high-powered team, a complete team. They did not back. Rivers looked awesome. Williams is emerging. Wow. The high pick yep. is finally emerging. About time. Yes, sir. About Two touchdowns. The first round pick. And um, now you said they have the 49ers, a C.J. Brethead 49ers, so you have to like that. Joey Bose is a week closer. This I'm is hoping going... he plays because it's a wrap. That yeah. defense put up 20 points for me. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. This, That's my expectation. This is a good Chargers team, Vinny, and I they even gained a little confidence yesterday. Yeah, that was a – I guess that was a decent loss. Like we said, the Rams are the best team in football, very fair to say. The Chargers didn't look too bad, but they are 1-2 and two now. But uh, with the 49ers ahead, they're going to take it all, but all Kansas out. Kansas City and the Rams, Rams are not bad losses. Th- yeah, that's right. They got up to a There's no tough good schedule. loss, but those are tough teams. Yep, yep. Tough schedule early going. If they go 500, uh, they probably make up for it, as the Chargers will probably be playing for a wild card with how good the Chiefs are. Now. That's true, too. 
And now let's go into the four o'clock games. Well, yes. we're already in it because the Rams played at yep. four. But uh, Bears and the Card oh, and the Cardinals. We saw something very interesting in this game. We saw something dumb. We it wasn't something. interesting. <laughs> it was dumb. Interesting was putting it nicely, I guess. <laughs> I agree with you. It was dumb. Uh, the Bears, my boy, Mitch Trubisky, yeah. should be 3-0. and yes. But they are 2-1. and uh, They were trailing 14 nothing in this game, and then they go back to 16 unanswered points by a very good defense. Yep. Had some good plays over there. But Josh Rosen comes in. Why? He gets thrown right in the fire. Why? And... Um, doesn't really do too much. Why? He threw an interception, right? Yeah, why? He threw his pick. I don't know why they put this guy in the game and with the the, the game on the line. The game on the line, there was four minutes to go. They were down two points. They put him in. He almost got him field goal range. He got him the midfield. But from that point, it was just, why do you throw your rookie in the fire like that? Extremely questionable. It was, it was dumb. It, it really was dumb. And I know they had said all week, they had told him, be prepared, be prepared, be prepared. And I'm thinking, all right, this kid's prepared like Baker Mayfield, second quarter, the second half. Not with four minutes to go and you're losing the game, and, and that's when he's getting the ball. It's a no-win situation. He, uh, just absolutely terrible job by the coaching staff and Wilkes, the head coach over there. A desperation move by Wilkes, who's now 0-3 as a new head coach. Video. Yep. Just um, They really put this kid in a bad spot. As for the Bears, another good win. A come-from-behind win on the road. like A very good win for them. I'm concerned with Jordan Howard, and maybe it was against his Arizona defense playing with an edge. But we have not seen a breakout from Jordan Howard. You saw more plays for uh, Tariq Cohen design plays. So I'd like to see Jordan Howard, who didn't score a touchdown from the one that Cohen right. had got him to. Yep. I want to see that big game from Jordan Howard. And I've been on Cohen all year. I told you I was not on Jordan Howard. I think Cohen just possesses more fantasy talent. I'm not saying maybe a better running back in general. Right. But fantasy-wise, Tariq Cohen, very shifty back, catches a lot of balls. He makes the plays on that offense over there. He's definitely Trubisky's go-to Looks guy like to a check down. Balls. Arizona, Josh Rosen is the starting quarterback for next week. They announced it. They are home for Seattle next week. Arizona getting three at home as they're 0-3. Are, is there any hope of light for my boy Christian Kirk? Because he caught yes, three passes I'm on that I'm glad drive. you brought him up. Uh, yeah, I think you have to upgrade him a little bit with Rosen over Bradford. Sure. I'm uh, glad I hung on to him. I yeah, believe in this guy. I dropped him. <laughs> I believe in him. <laughs> Um, Larry Fitz was banged up, but he, you know, right. he gutted it out. David Johnson scored a touchdown. So, I mean, again, but no, you know what? That's all he did. Yeah. And I saw you get really, really happy as he scored it very early in the game and not much followed it. And it was on a pass too, right? It wasn't even on a, a rush. So, um, oh man, <laughs> I, I don't know what you do here. You obviously hold him because you're not going to get equal value. And if you can trade. It's your first round pick. You right. gotta. If, if you can somehow get him too, I'm still buying low on this guy. All right. Um, so we'll see how the Rosen era does for them. He didn't look good, but he was also in a very crucial part of the game. Yeah. Cowboys and Seahawks. Uh, one thing real quick. Anthony Josh. Miller, dislocated shoulder. Ouchie, ouchie, and ouchie. <laughs> um, Seahawks win 24-13. Dak to the future. He hasn't thrown, uh, I forgot what it was, uh, 300 yards, and I don't know. He I think he's stinks. only done four, two, uh, three or four times his whole career. Um, I think it's time that everyone's realizing he sucks. I think Dallas fans are even realizing he sucks. Um, Dak Prescott, 19 for 34, 168 yards, one touchdown, two INTs. He does not throw the ball downfield. Ezekiel Elliott, the best player on the team, under 20 carries again. Yeah, and he was facing a lot of loaded fronts and still got his. He is he's such a talent. Um, he had a big fumble, though. Yeah, he did, but uh, and right near the goal line, it was like at the five, right? Uh, it was 10, maybe. He really uh, – it hurt them, but such a talent. He's such a fantasy player as well. And the wide receivers, Vinny, there was no wide receiver yesterday that really stepped up for them. And that's what happens. You, you let Dak they go. Got and nobody to throw they have to nobody. Him. And Witten retired. They got, a, they got a mediocre at best. That's a generous mediocre quarterback. Yeah. And nobody around him besides Ezekiel Elliott. 
Chris Carson finally emerged. 32 he, carries for yeah, that 100 yards, yeah. though. <laughs> but uh, whatever. I mean, listen, he's not the point future. Point to point for fantasy. Right. He's not the future. It's Penny. They're going to run him into the ground before they hand it over to Penny. Uh, Lockett, decent day. Marshall and Hisley was, a, a, you know, a disappointment at the tight end spot. Uh, I'm not sold on this Seahawk team. I think it's more of just a bad Cowboy offense. And the Seahawks, like I said, get Arizona next week. Dallas, they are taking on uh, – who, who did I see them taking on? It's a pretty good game for them. Oh, Detroit. Detroit, which brings, last us, night. which brings us into Sunday Night Football yes, on sir. NBC. Waiting all day for Sunday night. Patriots-Lions lost a lot of people money last night, including us right here. Right Big here. Mike and myself lost a lot of money. Pats, how did they lose back games? Never going to get out coached by Matt Patricia. Yep. Well, Matt Patricia actually had a pretty good game plan and something embarrassing for the Patriots. Uh were the team that ended up losing to the Browns. The Patriots are the team that gives up that 100-yard rusher to the Detroit Lions. Lions win this game 26-10, to 10, a 10 spot by the New England Patriots. It was bad. And you, you saw, uh, you know, NBC does that little um, drone cam, and right. there was nobody open. There really wasn't anybody open. They were pressuring Gronk at the line hardcore yeah. so he could go somewhere else, and no one else was there. Slay had Hogan blanketed. They had two to three guys on Gronk at all times. Gronk had nowhere to go. And Dorsett did open but couldn't catch a football. They were forcing Sony Michelle down our throats. It was disgusting. <laughs> down points in the fourth quarter, and you go with three straight runs. It was horrible. Absolutely horrible. Vinny, this is a team that desperately needs Edelman back and desperately needs Joshua uh, Gordon. I think they need to realize they don't have a good team, the Patriots, running the football. They don't have a good running game. They don't have good running backs. The right. line is it's uh, fresh new guys. Tom Brady's got to be throwing this ball 40 times a game. Yep. He cannot be throwing 26 times. And in the first half, he only had two possessions. They had three wide receivers active last night. That's right. Three. That's right. And that hurt them. That hurt them because they took out Gronk and they said, we're going to let these three wide receivers beat you. They, they shortened the field. Brady didn't really get a chance to air it out. No. And they only put up 10 points. We're talking about the MVP of the league last year, only putting up 10 points on the Detroit Lions to the Jets put up 30-something points against. Granted, that was a lot of defense and special teams. Though. Right. Um, just, yeah, I completely agree with you. Everything that you said, um, the defense, and listen, I said this last year, after the Kansas City game, we went away the next day. Everybody was nervous about the Patriots. The Patriots, you could still pencil them in for the AFC Championship game. You I can. agree. Pencil them in. What if they put, lose to the Dolphins, though? There will be three games It's at home. It's not in Miami. If it was in Miami, I'd be more nervous. The Dolphins are usually that team that steals one. In so. Miami. It's in New England, though. Right. And they're given seven. Right. And uh, I'm just going to stick with that. They can't lose three games. And in a Gordon's got to be playing because <laughs> they need somebody to stretch this field. Them. I Philip Dorsett, just absolutely horrible. Rex Burke had probably another concussion. James White needs to be the running back He's on every be down. The guy. I he agree. And like I said, Tom Brady needs to be airing it in the running game. I just want to tell you the time possession because it was ridiculous. Oh, yeah, it was bad. 39 to 20. Wow. That's how you beat the Patriots. You keep the ball out of Tom's hands. That's how you beat them. And the Patriots are now tied for last in the AFC East, two games behind the Miami Dolphins, who they will play this Sunday. So uh, the Lions, any take out of them? Do they look good? Do you give no. them any credit? This, or this is all the Patriots just coming out not playing good football? Um, I think anybody that – and their video is out there on the Detroit Lions. They love Matt Patricia, the players. So anybody that was – the players hate him. I don't know where that came from, but if you saw the locker room, they love this guy. And good for Patricia. You know, I guess I lost money on it, but good for him, uh, you know, breaking away and actually getting a win and beating the teacher. But I don't take anything really away from this. This is a bad Patriots defense. 
And I think that just uh, is blowing smoke to the Detroit Lions. Yeah, I agree with you. And the Lions, uh, they had a nice comeback against the 49ers. They fell short. Now they get Dallas back at Ford Field. I think they go to 2-2 two and two next week. We'll see what happens. And, Vinny, yesterday we also heard, too, from Schefter that uh, the Lions almost acquired Gronk uh, last season. And, oh, yeah. And Gronk uh, threatened to retire. We have that clip here. <laughs> So, I mean, just a, uh, just a quote there. Uh, I wish they asked that before the game, uh, you know, when he's not down. And right. he could he could and be a little more entertaining with his answer. Yeah, but he still he he's he toes the line for New England. All those press conferences and when Ramsey called him out, well he's he's a great corner. You know, I just have to go out there and do my job. During the season, Vinny toes that line. During the offseason, he's out there with all the porn stars he can get his hands on. <laughs> but during the season, he follows the Bill Belichick way. All right. He does. Do you take anything out of that? I mean, is this the end of a dynasty? You traded Cooks, even though he was there for a year. You wanted to trade Gronk. Uh, Brady's telling you that you have to get rid of Garoppolo. Brady's trainer that you kicked out now gets back in. Is there more to this New England rift that we don't know? Maybe there is. Maybe there is. I would love to get a Patriot on here and hear what goes on in that locker room because, you know, some people think it's not fun to play for them, blah, blah, blah. You always hear something, and there's never any truth to it. You don't hear any confirmations. Oh, Tom Brady's ready for divorce. You saw? Yeah. All right. I'm ready for a divorce here. I don't want to do it. But, um, you know, they usually just go out there and they win. I usually don't want to say I'm worried about the Patriots in September. I'm slightly a little worried, but I'm with you. They're still going to win that division. And that means they're in the playoffs. And that means the Patriots will do Patriots things. I completely agree with you. Pencil them in AFC Championship, and it'll be against whoever. Is this your boy, uh, Jack? Yeah, there we go. All right. So that's the NFL Week 3. And uh, we're going to move on to golf. Here we have our golf insider over the top sports golf insider, Jackie McBottoms here. Jackie, how are we doing today? I'm doing great, Vinny. How are you? I'm good. Probably not as good as you because your boy Tiger has finally won a tournament for the first time in a really long time. Uh, How happy and excited for you to see Tiger win the tour championship. Yes. Yes. It was very exciting. And the fact that he was actually favored it, favored going into the week and a lot of people thought he was actually going to pull it off and he did in in classic Tiger fashion Um, it was really really awesome to see and uh, everybody everybody loved it as you could see by that crowd on 18 crazy crowd the whole whole world of golf is is better when Tiger Woods is good brings the ratings and I'm sure people were switching over from their NFL Sundays that actually catch Tiger on there which I'm sure no one would do for any other golfer is it safe to say that Tiger Woods has finally overcome his scandal his age and his injuries and he can perform he can perform at this level every single week going forward uh, maybe not at this level every single week but I you can definitely say he's back since he did play a full pretty much a full schedule this season. He played over 20 events, which he hasn't done in a really, really long time. Um, The the comeback story is what everybody's really highlighting in the last, uh, um, for this this last victory, considering the guy last Memorial Day passed out in his car on on the side of the road in South Florida. (laughs) He's had four back surgeries. He had his back, he didn't even think, he couldn't even sleep on his own back. 
Here he is. He just played in the Tour Championship, and he just won it. Almost pulled off the FedEx Cup playoffs as well. It wasn't for Justin Rose burning the 18th. That's what I was going to ask you next. Even though Tiger won the Tour Championship, it was Justin Rose who won the FedEx Cup. Uh, can you tell yeah. us, the audience, what a special honor that is? Because that's not just one golfer having a good four days. That's a golfer having a good four weeks. And it was a $10 million birdie by Justin Rose on the last hole, by, and he took it away from Tiger. Right. And it's not just the last four weeks, Vinny. It, it, it also dates back to the fall series, which starts in the third week of October last year. I mean, the first for the first two and a half months, none of those events really matter. And then when you start the season, the, the points go up. And then, obviously, by the time the Masters and the U.S. Open and all the majors come around, obviously the, the stakes get a little bit higher. But, no, man, hats off to him. And Justin Rose said himself, he's, he's been around a really, really long time. And when he first came up, his first season, he missed 21 cuts. 21 cuts. So for for twenty, so for twenty-one events, the guy didn't make a single dollar. He, he lost money from just entering the event and and everything like that. He couldn't even even afford to pay his caddy his first year. And to just see him, he's a class act. He's obviously a gold uh, medal winner, uh, gold medal uh, medalist in the Olympics and the first ever golf Olympics in, in the in modern golf. And um, I'm happy for him. And um, what I also like about it is usually the guy who does win the FedEx Cup doesn't really show up at the Ryder Cup pretty sharp. I don't know what it is, but I guess they're still counting the $10 million that they won, and, and they just <laughs> and they can't really – they just really don't perform the next week. But, yeah, and the Ryder Cup, I know that's one of your favorite events. Um, what why is the Ryder Cup your, one of your favorite events? Where does that rank amongst the majors and everything? Where, where does the Ryder Cup rank as one of your favorite events? Um, probably third to the U.S. Open, the Masters, and then it would, it would definitely be the Ryder Cup. The Ryder Cup is really, really special. And it's not just special for, for golf fans. Like, people who aren't golf fans, if there was one event that I would tell you to get into, it would definitely be the Ryder Cup. Because it's and the you know, U.S. Yes, right. It's the USA taking on all of all the boys across the pond, all all over Europe, and it gets really really competitive. And the European, right? The European, right? Usually, the history of it was the Americans really really owned it, like back when like Jack Nicklaus and all of them were playing like that. But for the past twenty years. Except for the last one, the, the Europeans have have dominated. They have, because I just saw the U.S. hasn't won a Ryder Cup on the road outside of the U.S. in 25 years. They are minus 150 right. favorites to win this one. They have uh, 15. They have nine of the top 15 golfers on their team for this wow. Ryder Cup. Right, and one minus 150 is not like a lock at all. At all, it's just like yes. Yeah, so they're still giving the Europeans some love. Is it safe to bet the USA minus 150? With the way they played this past week, if you were going to go based off that, I would honestly say no. But, All right. I can't you know, not talk about without and bringing I, up. I love my country, but they're going across the pond. There's a couple of guys who, when they go over there, they don't really perform pretty well, including guys like Brooks Kepka and um, – 
and um, Patrick Reed. I mean, a couple of I mean, a couple of Ryder Cups ago, he he did well like the last two days. But any any time he's played an event out over there on the other side, it it hasn't really it hasn't really been good. They got a stacked team. I like their chances, but you're the guy to listen to here. Um, I can't not talk about my favorite golfer with you as I have you on, Phil Mickelson. Um, he hasn't finished in the top ten since May. And he shot 13 over in the Tour Championship, and he's on this Ryder Cup team. Um, does he deserve to compete in the Ryder Cup? Well, um, that's got a lot to do with Jim Furyk, the captain, and him. They're basically the same age. They've been on tour together for years. It would, it would have really, I think, it was, there was a little favoritism there. Also, the fact that um, this big money match in November between him and Tiger. Phil Mickelson was going to be on the on the Ryder Cup team. That would take a little bit away from from that match, just because like that would basically tell people that Phil Mickelson really isn't that good. So having him, he's he's got a lot of experience. He's his his records okay. It's not it's not great. When earlier in his career, he was pretty good, but he's kind of slipped off a little bit. But I don't really know. I mean, he does have the experience, so he could kind of calm the, the new guys down, like guys like Tony Finau, who definitely deserves deserves to be in the Ryder Cup. He played very, very well all season. He was the last captain's pick. And guys like that, like all the young, and there's a lot of young guys on the team, and they do have Ryder Cup experience, but not nearly as much, much as Phil. So, and how are these captains um, appointed they would for the Ryder want, Cup? Like, how, I, how do they end? How did Jim Furyk end up being the captain for the Ryder Cup team, Team USA? Um, it's it's all become picks. Like a couple, I would say four or five years ago, they decided to do something different because the Americans were getting their butts hurt pretty good for 25 years. So what they decided to do was they were going to have a, a main basic captain and like three or four assistant captains. Tiger Woods was going to be one All right. of the captains had he not played well this year. He was, he was going to go to the Ryder Cup no matter what, either as a captain or as a player. And obviously we can say he deserves to make it as a player. So. I would say he definitely does. There's a big tour championship. It's the first time he won in a really long time. Jack, before we let you go, I want you to take a guess now. After this Sunday Tiger win, what do you think that Tiger Phil showdown betting odds are for Tiger Woods now? God, if it's I mean, listen, he was he was in first place in the event. Still was in last. It's it's pretty obvious. He beat him by he beat, he beat him by twenty three shots this 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 week. So that's, that's a lot. I'd say it's pretty good. It's Tiger Woods minus Tiger Woods is minus two hundred. Phil Mickelson plus one seventy. Is that what it is? Tiger minus one seventy. And Phil plus one ninety because on any given you don't know what's gonna happen in, in a couple of months, you know. Phil could get his game together and you know, just start making magic happen. He's still got the firepower even at forty eight. And the way they're gonna set up He's that golf course the, course out there in Vegas, the way they're gonna he set up that golf course everybody Vegas, and their mother's gonna be betting on Tiger Woods in that game. So, but Jackie, that's all we have for you here. Thank you for coming on, talking golf. Always a pleasure. Jackie McBottoms, everybody. Have a good one. Yes, thank you very much, Vincent and Veggie. It's, it's always a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, Jack. Thank you. All right, that's Jackie McBottoms, a diehard Tiger fan, so you know he's very, very happy.
We have uh, Jim Everett coming on at 8 o'clock. He is the former Rams quarterback. He is the all-time Rams uh, passing yard leader, and he also led the league in touchdown passes two years in a row, number three overall pick back in the uh, 1986 draft. Still very involved with the Rams, follows them. I know a uh, big fan of Jared Goff. I mean, how could you not be, but yeah. big fan of Jared Goff as well. Absolutely. So before we get into that, I guess let's talk a little NBA because uh, Jimmy Butler Oh. Um, it looks like he's going to get dealt, and he might get dealt as soon as tomorrow. What do you think about Jimmy Butler and his request to go maybe our Knicks, which I hope they don't pull the trigger. I don't. I don't want the trade either, Vinny. I I want them to finally do a rebuild. I don't want to sell any of the future. I don't want to sell any of the picks. I like Jimmy Butler. He's a good player. He, he actually plays defense, which I appreciate. He does. I and he can shoot. Yes, he can. I do not want them to sell any of the future. Steve Mills, the GM, he did come out and say that they're not going to trade their first-round draft picks. They're going to keep their picks. And then one day later, Jimmy Butler says he wants to get traded to the Knicks. He's not coming here without a draft pick. Let's see if Steve Mills stays strong. But it looks like he also wants to be the guy. He doesn't want to be the third fiddle, which I think he's really a second or third guy. He cannot win anything by himself. Oh, I agree with you. And and listen, if he came to the Knicks with with the way Knox looked and, uh, you know, Przingis next year, I'm not counting on Przingis for this year. So let's say next year, Frank, uh, French Frank developed at all. They could contend in the playoffs in the East. That's how bad the East is. But nobody in the East is going up against a West team and beating the exactly. West. Exactly. If I'm these guys, like he wants to go to the Clippers, it seems like the Clippers are the front runners. I would want to go out East. Because right. Jimmy Butler is good enough to take an East team to the playoffs. Right. Not that they're going to beat the Celtics or the, the Raptors or anybody right. there. But he's good enough to get them to the playoffs. You go in the West. That's a tough road to get into the playoffs, right. and then you got to get through the Golden State Warriors. I'd rather, I'd rather not do that. And I don't know why we keep talking about basketball so much when we all know the Golden State Warriors are going to win right. the NBA Finals again. But um, you know, it's something we got to talk about. There's too many stars not to talk about it. And I would, uh, I would sign Butler next year. Yes, you yes. know that's, that's why the, the Knicks got to be smart about. It. You're not doing anything this year. But right. listen to this three. I know everybody's talking about Kyrie coming over, even though he just said he looks up at the Raptors and wants to see his number 11 up there. Uh, so who knows if that's true He's anymore? I would love a three of Kyrie Irving, Chris Haspers, Jimmy Butler. And if you had, and we keep Kevin Knox and Frank. Now that's a team you could win with. Even Hardaway off the bench. That's a team you could oh, win with. I hate Tim Hardaway. Yeah, you hate Tim Hardaway because he gets paid too much money, but he's not a terrible player. He's not. A, he's a, a streaky shooter. He is indeed. But when he's hot, he can help you win. That's and if great. he's not, and if he's not your starting five guy, you can keep him on the bench. Yeah. You know? Because he's just not worth that much money. I don't want him. This also came out. Carmelo Anthony finally not being stubborn and saying he'll come off the bench for the Houston Rockets. Yeah, and... Listen, I think he's just got a – he's in damage control. I think control. he's grown up finally. Right. Well, no, I don't know about that. <laughs> or he's got over himself. Let's put it that way. No, I don't himself. know about that either. I think this is more of um, he'll take anything he can get at this point. I, I don't think he's over himself. I still think he thinks he's great and, and better than what he really is. But um, he probably will and should come off the bench, let's be honest. Yeah, well, he should. It's not the right move to start him. He had a very bad year at the Oklahoma City Thunder yeah. for a guy that's still shooting 20 times a game. He is just not that scorer he used to be. He never was a scorer. He's a, he scored points by shooting 30%. Right. It's not a guy I want on my team, but uh, here he is on the Rockets. League minimum, even though he's been $30 million already. So we'll see how that goes for the Rockets. Uh, how many games do you think the Warriors win this year? I, I don't know. The over-under is even out because it'd be interesting to see. I know they're going to keep. I, I know they're out. They're, they're going to keep out. Boogie out for a little while. But yeah, they imagine might not even had, let him come back to the playoffs. It's, it's unbelievable. Knows? It really is. But – um. Only curiosity I have: the NBA is 23 uh, days away. Yeah, hockey. Um, eight maybe at this point. Wow. Yeah. Wow. One week away from. 
be about eight. Wow, that's awesome. That's all. How many preseason games do they play? Maybe about seven. Okay. Montquist like does not look good in the oh, preseason. Oh, man, he got lit up the other he day. Did. That's he no good. Look good. It's going to be a rough year for the Rangers. And the Islanders. It's good. Yeah, I think the New York teams are going to really, really And suck. the Sabres. The Devils will still be decent. The Devils, uh, did they get in the playoffs last year? Yes, they did. They did. They got bounced first round, but yes, they, they snuck did. in. They were they were good for some reason. They fell off at the end, but they were still good enough to get in. But um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. It's going to be a tough year for New York. Um, I know we'll get into a Stanley NHL preview, yeah, especially with Rob here. Yep. We'll have to do that. But uh, new Shark jerseys out, and they look damn sexy. Yeah, and listen. The San Francisco trip that we're taking here, it's starting to take shape a little bit now. No Garoppolo, but Eric Carlson to the Sharks. I mean, that's pretty cool now. Heading to the Shark yeah. and, and seeing that. Do you like their chances? Do you think they could come out of the West? Oh, they, oh yeah. They definitely could come out of the West. Is this the year they finally do it? This is a team that chokes in the playoffs religiously, and they actually got yeah. to the Cup Finals, and they lost to the Penguins. They're shelling out money. Uh, you know, they kept Kane. Now you're bringing in Carlson, and they have the pieces. It's just going to be – the defensive side of the puck and the goaltending, because they're going to score a ton of goals. All right. So that's San Jose. Um, Alex Ovechkin, uh, the Caps, do they repeat? No shot. They've had a crazy offseason. Do you no think shot. they have any energy left for next year? Uh, I I think they'll be a playoff team, but uh, there's no shot. I think Ovechkin might still be drunk, to be quite honest with you. He, <laughs> I don't think he stopped drinking. Yeah. I think Ovechkin is out there, and the party is still happening. He has pulled a, a Gronkowski-type offseason. All right, and we have our call on the line, and that must be the one and only former Rams quarterback, Rams all-time passing yard leader. It is former quarterback Jim Everett. Jim, thank you so much for joining us live on Over the Top Sports. Hey, good to be with you. I'll tell you what, the, the pace the Rams are going, that, that all-time passer record, is going to hold very long. Yeah, especially <laughs> the way everyone's throwing it these days in the NFL. <laughs> It's it's amazing. I tell you, the Rams are playing so good. I was just looking at a, a, a statistic. The land, the Rams on uh, you know have a have a conversion. I'm sorry, I'm hearing a little bit of an echo. All right, let's see if we can fix that for you, Jim. You bet. We're losing you a little. You there, Jim? I am. Much okay, on the echo. I think we're good now. There we Excellent. go. All right. So go ahead. What, what was your Rams tidbit can, on the Rams here? Yeah, it's it's the Rams conversion rates are about three times higher than and it's our team. I mean, their their offense is running so efficiently. It's been amazing. They had the best offense in the league last year, and uh, they haven't. They keep scoring the points this year. Uh, what do you What do you think their chances are of doing it all this year? Well, I mean, it, it comes down to a bunch of different components, but it, they have to stay healthy for one. I mean, this is the first game we're going to be going against the Vikings with two corner bars, two, two starting quarterbacks down. So it's going to be interesting to see how the health holds up. But I like the odds. What do you think of the maturity level of Jared Goff, that leap he took? Because, I mean, after his rookie season, it looked like this guy was a first-round bust. Now he's coming out here. He has the potential for 30, 300 yards and three touchdowns every time he takes the field. Well, you may be saying he was a first-round bust, but I never did. I, you know, I saw the system he was trying to run with the forest, very basic system. I could see the talent that he had. They didn't have a lot of stuff around him. Um, I think now you got a system like today. You've got talent around an offensive line. I really like his odds, and I really like Andrew's. I'm 
And Jim, let's talk about your career a little bit. What is it with Purdue and quarterbacks? Because yourself, Bob Greasy, Drew Brees, Jeff George, I mean, those are some pretty impressive names to come out of Purdue. Well, they are. And, and, and Mike Phipps, Anderson, uh, Lynn Dawson, yeah, sure. who had the Super Bowl. So there's, there's quite a few quarterbacks that came from there. But Drew Brees is rewriting record books in history. And uh, you got drafted by the Houston Oilers with the third overall pick. But um, you and the Oilers were unable to work out a contract agreement. I want to ask you, um, was it about the money that they were giving you, giving it to you, that you weren't giving me the money you wanted, or was it more that you didn't want to sit behind Warren Moon over there with the Oilers, and then you ended up getting traded to the Rams? Your rights okay, got traded well, to the Rams. I, I appreciate you opening it. At least, uh, you know, 30 years ago I can explain what happened. It was – I had a contract. They had third pick in the draft. I already had a contract with Indianapolis at the fourth. They didn't have a quarterback. They just got done. Uh, they need, I was 60 minutes away from Purdue. And then Houston came in and said they wanted Indianapolis's fullback. Indianapolis So they, it wasn't really a money thing because I already knew what contract they were going to get with the full. The only thing is Houston offered half of that. So being what I did, I was like, well, Annapolis was going to pay me it, this, and you picked me one pick ahead and wanted to pay me half, and that doesn't seem fair. And I didn't have any other options, too, and I didn't have any media to really talk to, so everyone thought it was a money. I wasn't doing a, a John Elway or a Elon Manning or not playing for this team. I would love to play for you. I would love to play for the Colts, but because I didn't want to discount, you just said, "Well, I'll hold out." And maybe I'll start going on this forty-nine. I'll get Bay, but I ended up having to get And I still, I still fought for probably three courses. That draft, that nineteen eighty-six draft. I mean, no social media then, no Adam Schefter, you know, breaking the news. What was your thought with the whole Bo Jackson thing? Bo going one and the Buccaneers and Bo had said prior to the draft that he wasn't going to play for them. Then you're, you know, watching the draft sitting there and watching it unfold and you see the Bucks take Bo Jackson. What was your reaction to that? Well, Bo is such a generational talent. Not taking my, he's that good. So I get it. Um, but I know he played the baseball card, and it, it worked for him. He's a, a very talented guy. You know, there's some people in the NFL that you might not want to play for him. I don't know if this guy to win the Super Bowl. But then there's the other 20 that would be a wild card for them to get there. As you can see today, the game's becoming a more and more pro on the safety as a former player, you put in a more physical time period and you have taken many sacks in your career. Are you impacted today by any of the effects of your career, your playing days? Well, it's funny you just asked because I, I'm just getting out. Of, oh, I'm in the middle of rehab. I just had back surgery probably uh, seven weeks ago. And uh, I've got a few more weeks before I can start going. So, oh, absolutely. I mean, that. Knees, you know, fake hip, I got knees. And that's part about, I think, dialogue about it. More than healthcare for for ex NFL guys because there's a lot of time if you did the long pumping, it was not, we were uncurable. So that's why I think the dialogue that you're going to hear about the NFL and the CBA agreement, 
things why I'm on the board. Alumni is trying to bring some sort of issue of care for the guys that actually, you know, had to live this stuff because, you know, you do 12 years in the NFL and you do not come out clean. So uh, Ed Dickerson, uh, former Ram himself, came out and said that him and 21 other Hall of Famers uh, are going to start boycotting the Canton, uh, you know, ceremonies unless the NFL, uh, you know, agrees to uh, health care for all the former players and they want $300,000 a year uh, salary pension for the former players. What's your thought on that? Well, one, I, I, I think a number one, if you know Eric, he's going to do something to get the attention of the owners. And I think that was it. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, um, Board with the If you look at the of every other professional sports compared to NFL, so I think there needs to be some dialogue about what the plan could be. The players will retire at some point in time, and with the pension plan we have right now, it's really yes, there's no play twelve. It's really um, as opposed to other professional sports. The healthcare issue needs to be addressed. I don't know, I'll, I'll probably neutral. I want a salary or anything like that for the Hall I'm not one. I have but I do know the Hall of Fame. you make me, you know, it's a point. I just don't know what that is. I don't really grasp it. Anybody else is trying to make any on that? That's not in the Hall of Fame. I, I don't know if he's in a position to judge. I just deal with that. So, being that you're a former quarterback, I have to ask you here who is the best quarterback of all time? Oh, God, that's a great question. It depends what era. I mean, it's really it would really be hard to compare what the offense was back in the 60s, 70s, 80s. I mean, I just watched I look at Aaron Rodgers. I think it's Aaron Rodgers. You look at the home come out. I appreciate it. I don't think there's ever that's like, you know, number one guy in the position. Uh, you know, you, you could look at a Lawrence Taylor, a linebacker, Bob Hall, current day. I think you have your time when you have your time. And that's generational talent like the Bo Jackson. I tell you, a man could put up in Tom Brady. And uh, before we let you go here, I have to ask you one more. The Jim Rome uh, segment, um, you know, on his show, was that a work or not? Was that a what? Was that a work? Was that like a setup or no? Oh, of course it was. (laughs) 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 Whose idea was it? (laughs) If I I, I could call that a work, if I, if I could act that good, I would probably be in Hollywood. I've only living down the street from it, so I would probably be, you know, a main actor. But no, it was all real. I'm just, it was. I chalked it up to guys. I was young. 
Parker, Randy Gunnell. He was he was young in his career. He had the LA on the side. People were down on Ram football side of the team. Joe this or that. But, uh, you know, he, he certainly had a great career, Jim Rowe has. And uh, so, so God, I laugh at it. <laughs> Have you do you talk to him at all, or is there just no reason to talk to him? Well, I haven't. No, I really haven't. Uh, you know, I think that he has a brand, and he has a he has his own things that he he needs his pride in the whole thing that he keeps going. And I think he just wants to be beyond that. He certainly is being passive. Bygones, 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 and you know, it'll be like. You have some scuffle in fifth grade. You're going to go back and talk to that fifth grade and scuffle it. I mean, what's the point? I hear you. Well, as somebody that doesn't like Jim Rome and finds him annoying, <laughs> I appreciated that interview very much. <laughs> well, that's his shtick. You understand that the Jim Rome wants to be the that. I actually thought at the time I was going off with Roy Firestone. That's how much our marketing department back when we had him. They informed us of what we're doing. Well, it's probably one of the most watched YouTube clips. It was <laughs> absolutely hilarious. Um, Jim, thank you for your time. Uh, we appreciate it. And uh, I know the connection was a little rough, but we thank you for sticking with us. It was great talking to you. And hopefully later on in the season, maybe we get closer into the playoffs, we can uh, have you on again, talk a little more Rams football. But again, we appreciate it. And thank you very much. Oh, you bet. It's always good to be on, and you're right. Uh, he will be judged, judged not only during the season, but by his playoff play. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. So, appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Thank you. And uh, that's uh, Jim Everett for everybody right there. Um, <laughs> I thought, um, you know, obviously the insight, Vinny, with the football, uh, you know, it's always nice hearing from a, a football athlete the insight that only they can provide but right. um the Jim Rome thing to me is fascinating and hilarious honestly as somebody who didn't watch Jim Everett play um that's my first take of him when I think of Jim Everett I think right. of him flipping Jim Rome out there and if you haven't seen it it's a must YouTube right. you got to go out there and do it but I'm glad he gets a laugh out of it um I am sure he knows a lot he's he's pretty famous for it yes and I'm sure he helped Jim Rome get famous for it as well and I actually uh we didn't ask him but Supposedly, um, a, a big, I don't know the name, a big burger chain wanted to use that footage. And uh, <laughs> he, he just DMs us. He goes, fun. Yeah, it was a work, all right. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> so, uh, that's Jim Everett. But a big burger chain wanted to use that footage. And Jim Everett said, sure, why not? And Jim, Jim Rome said, said no. no. <laughs> yeah. Which uh, would have been hilarious to see. But, uh, you know, clearly a good guy. Jim Everett giving us a few minutes here. And. High on the Rams, high on Jared Goff, and like we've mentioned all show, how can you not be the most complete team in football? Absolutely. Uh, we thank him for coming on. Um, kind of a crappy connection, unfortunately, but uh, he was a good player. Like I said, he was a top draft pick out of Purdue. Leads the Rams all-time passing yards leader, but like you said, uh, the way this league is now, Jared Goff, very young. Yeah. Uh, looks like he might be the guy, but I mean, Mark Bolger didn't do it. Kurt Warner didn't do it. So that says a lot. There's been it some does. good quarterbacks for the Rams. And he did it. He also led the league in touchdown passes twice. So thank you very much to Jim Everett for coming on. 
let's get uh, bring this over to baseball. This is definitely the latest we've ever talked some baseball, yes, Big Mike. And it's been a while since I got to talk some baseball with let's you. So it, it's man. always a pleasure. Yes. Fantasy baseball. Yes. It's a championship week. Yes. You are in it. Expose me. You are in it. <laughs> Expose me. <laughs> you are in it. And apparently, you are going to get exposed. And we're going to see how that goes. Uh, Expose me. The free agency locks up at midnight. I know you guys made your move. So best of luck to you and Bob in the finals. But this is the last week of the MLB season. Yeah. And the Yankees have not clinched that. Uh, they clinched the playoffs, yes. but did not clinch home field that wild card game. And they got some bad news with Didi Gregorius. The um, cartilage in his wrist is torn, and he might miss the postseason. It's a huge injury, to be quite Absolutely. honest with you. Uh, Didi's had a hell of a season, a hell of a Yankee career, um, a clutch hitter, a you know just a, a key cognate to that infield, Vinny. So it's a huge injury. Um, what you do is just slide Glaber to short. Neil Walker can play a little second base. Um, first. Right, yeah. You know, so you have the depth. This is why Brian Cashman is the best GM in all of I'm baseball. I'm hearing people saying Hecaveria. How are you saying Hecha, it? Yeah, Hecaveria. That he might be going in there against lefties. Yeah. Glaber at second. Yes, and Hecaveria does not have a bat like Neil Walker caliber. Great shortstop. But, yeah, the goal, the, he's a gold glove caliber fielding shortstop. It's so. almost a lot that the Yankees are going to make an error in the playoffs. Glaber Torres makes a lot of errors. And yeah. He's playing now short again right. instead of second where He's comfortable now. Good chance of him making an error. Great chance of Gary Sanchez making an error. Well, that I'd be very concerned about. <laughs> and um, who knows? You don't have an everyday first baseman over right. there, so you never know what's going to happen with that. And, and Andujar is not the best third baseman. No, either. he's not. So that, that's a weak infield defensively. Yep. Very, very weak uh, defensively infield. And you know you don't want to make any mistakes in a postseason game that could cost you. More worried about Gary Sanchez with that. But there was some hope. I saw a former guest of our show, MLB writer for the Yankees, Brian Hoke, who I'm hoping to get on. Before who does an actually. awesome job. If you're not following him on Twitter. Great job. Get his book, The Baby Bombers. I'm yes. promoting him all day. I love that guy. He does great work over there for the MLB. Um, he said that there is some good hope in Didi potentially coming back to the playoffs, but he is going to miss the rest of the year. Yeah, and, you know, you hope that. I think you can even escape the uh, the wild card game. You'll get by, Vinny. But in a series, you're going to want Didi. You are. Of and- course. Um, I'm talking about the three-hitter, honestly. Exactly. That's, that's exactly. the guy. And you know, lefty you want a lefty in Yankee yes. Stadium, especially against the right-handed uh, pitcher. Uh, I did see today, and I don't take anything from it, but Greg Bird was taking ground balls at third base. And, oh, God. And, 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 who throw up. <laughs> and who knows, man, just to get a lefty in the bat, uh, you know, a uh, lefty bat in the lineup, you know, who knows? But uh, that's a scary thought. <laughs> so this week, the Yankees, they have the Tampa Bay Rays, yeah. and they have the Boston Red Sox, the Oakland Athletics. Who are they facing here? Tonight they have the the Mariners to get yep. my boy James Paxton, and then um, they're taking on the Angels, who they destroyed last week. Yep. So uh, one and a half game lead. Yep. Two games in the loss column, I believe, unless that changed. Let's double check that right now. I should have been really on top of that. Three games you have to make up, I believe. Yes, yes, yes. All right, let's see. The Oakland A's are. 94 and 62, the New York Yankees are 95 and 60. So that's two games in the lost column. Do you think right. the Yankees are playing a home game next Wednesday in the Boogie Down Bronx? Uh, I would say I am 70% confident that you will be going to the Bronx next Wednesday. That And I will be there. That is for sure. I will not miss that. But um, we'll see the A's have been playing great ball in Tampa Bay. If they win three games, they're a 90-win baseball team we're talking Which about Which is ridiculous. Here. and uh, Absolutely ridiculous. I know they're not technically mathematically eliminated, but they're right. not making the playoffs, obviously. No, they're not. But, I mean, this is um, – I think Kevin Cash has really found something with his bullpen days, and he's developed something. And now uh, they have the Cy Young. Blake Snell is the Cy Young Award winner, and if he doesn't get it, it's a crime and travesty. Um, you have him. You have Glasnow He's now. Get it. He should. There's Blake no Snell's reason for him not to. And he deserved it. Absolutely. He deserved it. And a lot of people were down on this guy going. The Tommy Pham has there. had a week to remember. This Rays team, Vinny, is something 
Um, it, again, it's just such a tough division and with the West and those teams, so even with the wild card. But the Rays have a future here. They really do. They do, and the bullpen days are already taking effect. The Yankees did a bullpen day today. Oh, uh, a few teams did Jonathan today. Holder yeah. is the guy. But uh, the Yankees have something to play for. I don't like that. I agree with you. I, I don't I don't like them sitting back here. They, uh, they're 95 when they Why don't you start team, Sheffield, but, but I'm worried. Yeah. Why wouldn't you have started Sheffield? Why not? Why not? I mean, uh, they're not going to start Sheffield now at this point. Yeah, yeah but uh, if you want to do a bullpen day, year. he knows how to prepare One for start a start. For the year, you know, I don't extend get it. Him, oh, come on. I don't even know why he's up at this come point. On. If they weren't going to start him, there was no point in bringing him up at the F. I I agree. But uh, before we move on to the National League, which has an interesting wild card yep. race since uh, AL West, uh, NL West race, footnote on the Indians. Yes. Four pitchers had 200 strikeouts, and uh, you don't see that anymore really, in today's game. You don't. And uh, how, how relief is he? Edwin Encarnacion, another 30 home run season, uh, 97 RBIs, Just I believe. Pencil that to. guy in there for that 30 Yeah, you really can. Um, this is an interesting team to me, Vinny, because that is the worst division in baseball, so you don't know if there was games that they played down to the competition. Right. But when you look at that with Lindor, Ramirez, um, Brantley has had a comeback. They got season. Donaldson now. Donaldson, right? Uh, you know, this is a team to me where, in a series with that pitching, like you just mentioned, it's very and a bullpen, very interesting. Yes, and uh, they have the same record as the Tampa Bay Rays, but they don't play in the AL Central, right. unfortunately. It's going to be Indians Astros in that playoff game. Uh, do you, how do you think that series will fare? It, it's crazy. Uh, you, Springer is finally starting to come back. I think Altuve is still banged up. Um, Both I, teams very good on paper. They are. They are. Um, good lineups, good starting rotations. If you're the Yankees or the Red Sox, you hope it's the Indians because that's how big of a offensive powerhouse the Houston Astros are. And they are two games away from a 100-win season. They are 52-22 and 22 at home. So um, you definitely want to face the Indians over the Astros if you ask me. But I just want to say the Indians are a lot better than people give them credit for uh. despite – that weak division. I think they are very good. Show I think, me. I think that rotation is very good. Yeah, I agree I with do. that. I think but... Corey Kluber wins game one. Odds are you have to say you feel good about him. Right. Even against Justin Verlander. I actually like Kluber better than Verlander as a pitcher. Yeah, I agree with you. The so, Rangers also fired Jeff Bannister. Vinny, does Buck Showalter, if this, after this uh, disastrous season, get fired? I feel like he's always gets the benefit of the doubt most time. But um, I after think a season gone. like this, even though he had no talent and they knew they were going to trade everybody, I hope he gets gone just so he can go to another team I agree and coach with you. him. So, um, There's no future there. It's hard to say you're going to keep a guy who lost uh, – what's their record now? It's 45 and 110. Right. Oh, my God. It, uh, you, you can't keep your manager if you don't win 50 games. And there's no, I don't there's care what no the young is. prospect savior coming. They, Buck, uh, Buck wants to get fired. 18 and 60 on the road, <laughs> Baltimore. That is, that is humiliating. Oh, my God. Congratulations to Rob. His Atlanta Braves have yes. clinched the postseason. That is a team nobody had going to the playoffs. After telling us numerous times they uh, they blew it. That's they right. not he is a, blow it. He is a negative uh, uh, negative fan for the most part, and uh, he has a lot to be happy about. I did see him say, I don't know if it was on Twitter or in our group chat, mm-hmm. that uh, even if they get bounced in the first round, hell of a year for the Braves. Oh, of course. He really couldn't ask for of more. Course. Nobody saw him going there, and they're our team that's on the up. They are, man, and they are loaded. And if you're – a Nationals fan, if you're a Met fan, you're a Philly fan, uh, you know, this sucks because now you're entering the years again of the Atlanta Braves. And you could say that the the Braves weren't all that great but because the, the Phillies fell off completely. They were in the mix. But, I mean, the Braves are going to win 90 games. Right. 90 games qualifies you to win a division in any division. I agree with you. The talent is there. Annabelle Sanchez, Vinny, they found gold with this guy. The Atlanta Braves Somehow, have arrived guy, a guy, year early. Yeah, he emerged again. So, uh, And how about the Mets? They're only five games behind the Washington Nationals. 
They listen. The Mets have really um, they played good ball. The second half. they have, they they've played good ball. Conforto. Now you, I think you know what he is. Rosario has decided that he, uh, you know, maybe he is a top prospect. He's looked awesome. He's averaging almost a stolen base every other game. He's really been He's uh, someone great. you can have faith in. Yeah, Vargas has turned it around. And listen, Mets fans, Vargas is going to be here next year. Oh, yeah. He, he paid him. Uh, but you shut- know what? That's on part of him actually pitching well at the end here. Right. Now the Mets are going to be like, oh, he's good. He just took right. a while to figure it out in his, in his new place. And shut Wheeler down, ended on a high note. Though, Mike. But I yeah, agree. Wheeler, and Wheeler, they could do some great things with yes. this year. It's a contract year for Wheeler. Yep. So they, depending where the Mets are, right. If he has a season like he did the second half of the year, which is phenomenal, right. he's right there with the ground. Or you just don't pay right. It's a win-win. Right. You trade him, he should have good value yes. if he does what he's doing the second half because that guy came out. Remember, he was actually supposed to be a, he was actually a highly ranked prospect. He was ranked higher than Matt Harvey. Yes. So uh, Wheeler. He was in the Carlos Finally Beltran break it down. Trade. Injuries have set that guy back forever. Maybe he's finally figured it out. Yep. He had a great second half. So Mets fans. If the Mets actually want to spend some money, the rotation looks pretty good next year, if you ask me. And David Wright Day, Saturday, coming up. There we go. Are you going? I'm not going. You're not going to pay your respects to David? I will not Arizona pay. Arizona Fall League Hall of Famer. I will not. Listen, you know me. I'm not a cheap person. I will not give the Wilpons any sort of money for a stunt like that. Yeah, well, um, they're going to be paying David as well. <laughs> in the I'll watch it, but I'm so, not giving the Wilpons, Wilpons a dollar. And I know I'm not here Saturday. I promise you he will not have a hit. Lucky if he makes contact. Uh, he's going to get some pitch hit at bats, too, on Friday, I'm sure. And whenever they return home, it might even be Thursday. Saturday, he will go hitless. I am more curious to see him get a ball hit to him at third base than him have to make yeah, that he, He's going to make the play. Uh, it's going to be a three-bouncer. Three-bouncer. <laughs> but um, like I said, honestly, he's a good guy. I don't wish too bad of him. But There's like, nobody else over there. It doesn't. Matter. It's not like he's taking away a day from a rookie. <laughs> this is true. This is it's true. Todd Frazier. I, uh, enough of David Wright here, okay? We're done you want to talk? Yeah, you want to? Can we talk about something for real? Let's talk about something for real. It's National League race. We're going to talk about how I said a month ago Christian Yelich was not getting respect to the MVP, mm. and I am telling you now, I think he is the National League MVP. Over bias. Over bias. All right, that's an interesting one. It's definitely between those two. He just had me. another amazing week. The National League Player of the Week, Christian Yelich, has been unbelievable, and those Miami Marlins, led by El Capitan Derek Jeter, even though they got a good prospect for him. The age of Christian Yellick, the contract of Christian Yellick, that was one of the worst moves that will be talked about for the next 10 years in baseball. Yeah, Christian Yellick is just an absolute great player since day one. Since he's played, he's always been an underrated player. He always got the hits. And now when we got 30 home runs in that new ballpark, not that big Marlins ballpark, that's what he's capable of doing. And uh, he's still young. He still has a lot of these years left in him. That was a great place for him to land. With Lorenzo Cain in front of him, just a great lineup. The Brewers, 32 home runs, 96 RBIs, 21 steals, batting 322, 108 runs. I think it's still going to go to Baez. He's got 34 home runs and over 100 RBIs. you got to give it to Javier Baez. He's got 25 steals as well. Um, uh, Baez is 34, 110, 21. So that's same your, that's your MVP. Batting 293, 97 runs. That's your MVP. So it'll be interesting. I would have never had Javi Baez going to this year as the MVP. No. But, but there he is. All right, NL race here, Big Mike. Before we go, we got four minutes left. It was a quick show here. Yes. Milwaukee Brewers, they're up two on the wild card. Yep. We got the St. Louis Cardinals up one and a half on the Rockies. And the uh, the Dodgers have a, um, let's see their lead on the Rockies. They are one and a half games up on the Rockies. So that's those four teams Brewers, Cardinals, Rockies, Dodgers. Rockies or Dodgers, one of them have to win the division. What is your wild card? Who wins that NL West? Dodgers are winning the division. Brewers get the wild card, and um, you don't like the Redbirds, right? I, I feel don't, like you've been down on them. Uh, Trevor Story's back tonight, too. Uh, it stays as is, if you ask me. Uh, I'm going stays. to say the 
Colorado Rockies jump the St. Louis Cardinals. Wow, okay. Edwin Roberts would be happy. He has a future bet on the Rockies. Um, but Clayton Kershaw is going tonight. Yep. They're probably going to beat the Diamondbacks against our boy Robbie Ray, uh, who Rob, didn't have uh, a Robbie Ray year that he I hope Robbie year. Ray gets lit up for Bob's sake. <laughs> okay, there you go. Well, he's got Clayton <laughs> Kershaw, so he stands a good chance of losing the game. Good. So that's, uh, that's our predictions here for the NL. It's going to be great. Um, I can't wait to see that Milwaukee crowd hosting the wild card game if they hang on with the two. And the Cubs, they didn't clinch that NL uh, no. Central yet. They're two and Chris a half Bryant up on now the uh, fatigued shoulder. Right. But Cole Hamels goes today. You have yep. to like their chances. He's been a uh, he's been an absolute diamond for those yes, guys. He has. So we got three minutes left. I did want to talk about some fighting. Yes, I'm going to go real quick on boxing. We'll go. head it over to UFC with you. Anthony yep. Joshua got a big uh, win. Um, now they're waiting for the Deontay Wilder fight, which is setting on December 1st. Very good fight. Wilder versus Fury. You could get Wilder at like a 180 right now. This guy's 40 and 0 with 39 knockouts. Fury is undefeated as well. That's a caliber heavyweight fight. You have to assume boxing wants Wilder to win mm. to set up that Wilder-Joshua match in the future. So we'll see how that goes. And uh, no updated news on Mayweather-Pacquiao, but I really wanted to get more into the UFC. Conor McGregor uh, had a little news conference with Khabib to set up the UFC 229, which is going to be October 7th. What was your takes out of the your boy, Conor McGregor? It is Saturday, October 6th. Six, six, six. The sixth. My apologies. I am now changing my pick officially. I am on the Conor McGregor oh bandwagon. Boy. Oh and this boy. is why this is why he has signed an eight fight deal. He is not going to lose the first fight of an eight fight deal. I think it was a six. I think it first came out as Whatever. an eight and now it's a six. Either way, he, he is, is still he's not losing the, the first fight of a six or eight fight deal. Very surprised that he's not the UFC two thirty at MSG in his first fight, but John I guess, Jones I guess will they not can either. sell MSG. Yes. Bones Jones is back. You would think you want to see him back there. Maybe we'll see some Brock Lesnar at the UFC over there. Who knows? But uh, Bones Jones is cleared. I think he snitched on some people using uh, substances, and now he got his uh, suspension reduced. He could technically fight after uh, November, somewhere in November. He could fight at the MSG card, but Dana White said he will not be. And that fight, Vinny, still needs a main event. That card does not have a main event. And, uh, yeah, I know Weidman and Rockhold are yep. fighting in that one, but uh, you have to imagine you need a main event. Romero's fighting. It's a loaded Jones. card, but there is no – Nate Diaz, no main event right, for that right. card. Well, those are good fights, though. Yes. So it's going to sell. And I'm surprised McGregor didn't do it, but, I mean, that's the beauty. You could sell a week 229 card with just McGregor, and you could sell 230 with these guys. No problem. So the UFC on the up, if you ask me. You're going to get McGregor's whiskey? I like I would I'd try it. I'm gonna get the I'd like to try it, but oh, I yeah. do think Khabib's gonna win that fight. No shot. I really do. Nope. <laughs> I think he's gonna win it. Um McGregor's been out too long. He's clowning around. One thing I didn't like about the news conference, no crowds. No crowds yeah, over there. Yes. So you couldn't get any chance or and anything. That was because of McGregor's probation. They did not want any people around him. <laughs> right. All right. So that's gonna wrap <laughs> up this show. Thank you everybody for your listenings and we want to send out a thank you to Jim Everett yes. and Jackie McBottoms. Uh thank you all for listening and we'll see you on Saturday at ten thirty. Somewhere on here is good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Where's the other thing? I thought that played on its own. You're listening.